Hey everybody, uh, welcome to episode 3 of the Creative Community Podcast, a podcast dedicated to bringing you interesting and insightful conversations with creative individuals within the local Middle Tennessee community and beyond. And today in the studio, we have Brad Beal. What's up, Brad? How's it going, man? It's going good, man. Uh, before we jump into hanging out with Brad and just hearing about him, uh, we're going to do some news. So come out this Friday to uh, Carpe Cafe, which is located at 115 Front Street and see me and my shadow play an acoustic set. Uh, me and my shadow is Frank and Nancy List, and I know both of them personally, uh, and they are wonderful people. And they'll be playing from 7 to 9.30, and they'll be playing a variety of music. In addition to that, um, on Saturday, Mark Hennes will be playing at the cafe, uh, and he'll be playing an acoustic set with a variety of songs. Uh, Mark's a great dude and a wonderful musician, so please come out and support that. And that's it for uh, the news today, but yeah, stay tuned for our interview with Brad. So what's up, Brad? How are you today? Man, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, I told you earlier, bro, I got this weird thing in my jaw right now. Like, when I woke up, it was hard to talk, so I didn't know if I'd be able to be here or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, and uh, just to mention, unfortunately, I am flying solo today. Chloe is out of town, but Aww. she will be returning next week. Uh, she will be missed greatly. Yeah, miss you, Chloe. Unfortunately, you will have to listen to me and Brad the whole time. <laughs> That's it, just us. It's not the saving the, the saving grace of the podcast is currently <laughs> gone. So, uh, We miss you, Chloe. Shout out to Chloe. We love you. Excited to have you back next week. So, so yeah, man. Uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself, how, like how, what you do and how we know each other and stuff like that. Yeah, man. So I am a worship leader at a local church here in Smyrna, Tennessee called LifePoint. Um, I lead on Sundays at their Stewart's Creek campus. And uh, man, how we know each other, I lead on Wednesday nights at the Smyrna campus, I lead for the youth group. And um, dude, if I'm being really honest, uh, is it okay to be honest on the show? I hope so. Okay, I mean, cool. Cool, cool. I just want to make sure. I, well, <laughs> I, I know you're going to do it. Yeah, you have no choice. I'm Lay it on me. Uh, Was man, that honest? When I, when, I first got, uh, when I first got to LifePoint, I uh, I didn't want to lead on Wednesday nights. Um, it was kind of something I had to do and said I was totally willing to do. But um, my experience with student ministry uh, previously uh, man, was kind of negative, if I'm being honest. And so... Uh, when I first started leading for students, it was very much like I just did it because I was supposed to, and um, I still gave it, you know, all the effort I normally would, but uh, something happened, man, and it became like bread and butter to me. It was it was what I looked forward to every single week, and I think a lot of uh, what changed that for me is really uh, you guys auditioning to be on the team wow. and stuff, and uh, man, really getting to invest in your lives, and um, not to get like super like Christian lingo, but you know, yeah. uh, but yeah, just, just really getting, getting to see, um, like one, what, what you guys are up to. And, uh, I, man, the first time I saw a short term show in that sketchy record shop, I oh, was like, yeah. that was I was like man, I love these dudes. So I think you guys really helped change a lot of that for me. So thank you for that. Um, but man, I, yeah, I, I love, uh, getting to, to lead for you guys and with you guys. And that's been super exciting to watch you grow and all that stuff. So, um, but yeah, I lead worship at a at a local church, man. That's kind of it's kind of my gig. Nice. Yeah. Well, we always I know that we all appreciate uh, just like your passion for us and like not only just like us like high school or middle schoolers, but also like kindergarten, like elementary schoolers as yeah. well as like college students. Just like all like students seem yeah, to be kind of like your gig, which we are all very appreciative of you. Man, thank you. Appreciate that. I love I love getting to do what we do. So yeah, it definitely feels like uh, we like matter a bunch and it's not just like you know just a job or like a stepping stone or everything but it's just like it's what you want to do yeah um so we're very very thankful for well, that bro so. that's, that's what i'm saying honestly it started off as kind of just the gig just the job but uh it's it's changed over time so i'm, I'm appreciative appreciate appreciative uh, of that appreciate it appreciative yeah thank you so much though um yeah, dude. so tell us so uh that's what you do but tell us about like so you're creative you know, would you I would say you're an artist. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to brag on you, and I know you hate that, but yeah. I'm going to do it anyways. But I, you. I'd say you're an artist. But so tell us about like you growing up. Like how did you? So you you do music. Yeah. What, what do you What do you play? Dude, uh, my first love is drums. I love the drums. It's uh, it's what I'm most comfortable with. It's what I'm best at. And um, man, I started uh, music for me. I I loved music early, and I know a lot of people have that story, right? Like. I love listening to music. Man, I, I wanted everything to do with music. If I could watch concerts, I remember going to concerts when I was a kid and, like, 
you know, I would be one of the youngest kids around in that show because, one, my dad was awesome and took me to shows. But, like, yeah, uh, I think one of the first bands I saw was Aerosmith. I was, like, oh, four. Oh, dude, yes. So cool. But, uh, <laughs> but I knew from an early age that I had a, a passion beyond just listening to music. And um, I think, man, I think the reason I got into drums is because my dad kind of liked the drums. He's got, like, a natural kind of gifting but never really did anything with it um never yeah. really had like a teacher or anyone push him in that direction he just he can he can keep a beat and has always enjoyed playing along with records and oh cool uh so he he really um he bought me a drum set when i was like four uh like a little kid set but he played it all the time too oh nice. it's, it was kind of cool you know it's kind of goofy if you go back and look at pictures now but dad's got a rock <laughs> yeah, that's rock. Uh, and we eventually got him a drum set, and then I flipped the script on him, and I started playing that one a lot. So yeah, um, podcast brought to you by dads. It's here <laughs> thanks, for dads. dads. <laughs> thanks, dads. But uh, yeah, man, I uh, so I, I picked up drums. I never did anything super serious with them. Uh, I have, like I said, my first kit when I was four, um, but I didn't really start. You know, I would learn a couple songs here or there. I tried to play to a lot of Kiss records. I don't know if anybody knows the band Kiss. Uh, I know the band Kiss. Dude, I loved They were my favorite band growing up. And actually, uh, me and my wife, in this past February, we went and saw them. Wow. Was it good? <laughs> it was. No, but it was. You but know what it, I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't great, but it was awesome. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, um, but, I, I just, man, everything was larger than life. And, you know, I, I just always loved that. And so I, I learned a couple of their songs. I tried to at least. And uh, the first song I remember learning, like note for note, bro, was uh, have you ever heard "Last Kiss" by Pearl Jam? Yes. That, oh, where, oh, where can oh. I? Oh, yeah. Bro, and yeah. it's like the, I say I learned it note for note because it's so easy. You know, yeah. Bop, bop, boom, bop, boom, boom. That's it. Yeah. Like the whole song. <laughs> but I learned every fill that the drummer did. I learned it, and I was like. I would show all my cousins, yo, look at me, watch what I can do, or whatever, you know. Um, But then in uh, sixth grade, I signed up for, like, band in school and uh, actually didn't want to play drums. That was, like, you had to choose, like, your top three. Yeah. And so my top three were trumpet, saxophone, and then percussion. Oh, wow. And uh, I, I forget, you know, you had you had to kind of like toy around with all of them to kind of, you know, let the band director see kind of what your natural gifting was. And, um, you know, she, she said that, you know, she could just see that I had a thing for drums and uh, she put me in percussion. And the, and the rest is history for me. I uh, in seventh grade, I connected with the high school marching band through that sixth grade band director and awesome. started marching band being like a, a band geek <laughs> pretty early and. Um, yeah, man, just drums was everything. And that's the only thing I played. I, I had a keyboard because my grandmother, like, would buy me one because, you know, every house should have a piano or whatever. I agree. Um, but I didn't really know how to play it or what anything meant. And, um, you know, you learn scales and stuff in band classes. So I kind of just put some stuff together and, you know, that was it. I, nothing melodically, really. Um, just, just drums and... I uh, got to high school and noticed that dudes with acoustic guitars, uh, girls hung around them quite a bit. So I was like, I want to learn how to play that. <laughs> so I had a friend teach me how to play acoustic guitar, um, a couple chords, you know, like four chord songs. And, uh, yeah, and just kind of taught myself guitar from him teaching me a few chords and um, had the rhythm part of it down because I was a drummer, you know. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, that's – so I, I guess I kind of I, I play acoustic now. Uh, I wouldn't consider myself an, a guitar player of any kind, but um, that's what I do every week, which is kind of funny, you know. Play acoustic, but um, like I'm not uh, like I couldn't go out and be like a solo acoustic player at all. Uh, yeah. But so I play that. I can I can play a bass and a piano and just hang ish, you know. <laughs> be there. Yeah, I make, get, make notes. I can don't, make don't yeah. do scary. Yeah, yeah I can stay within wrong. a scale, you yeah. know, but that's it. Uh but drums is really my love, man. So I, I started um like anytime I get to play drums now, I, I'll always take the opportunity. So Yeah. Um I think I don't know if I've ever told I think I may have mentioned it just like in passing, but actually drums were my first instrument too. Oh for real? Yeah. I played for two years. Why'd um, you stop? 
I felt like this is a stupid thing because I look back on it and I definitely could have been fine. I'm like, I can't just play drums on my own, but I can play guitar on my own, like hold my. And I look back, I'm like, of course you can play drums on. You know what I mean? Anything on your own, yeah. Yeah, but it's just like, man, I was like, oh man, like I have to take all this stuff with me, and there's no melody. How am I supposed to do anything? Oh, bro, that is the worst part of being a drummer. uh, By the way, is all the gear. Oh yeah, because I started out with a little like yamaha like pad thing that like made little different sounds i could like switch around on it yeah and then i got my sister got a kit and i just hopped on it because i was like well she's not home i can get on the kit (laughs) she got home and would get really mad at me i'm sorry chloe i love you so much i'm sorry for what i put you through um Uh, but i just confessions yeah i'm not i'm not a great drummer i don't play ever but i like like anytime i can do drums yeah i have more than a blast yeah because i'm like this is so different than what i normally do and i can like hit stuff hard yeah, and it's fun. Yeah, for sure. And I can people are like, "Oh, wow, he's supposed to be doing that." I'm like, but anyways, it's it's fun. That's cool, but man. I switched to guitar, and now that's what I've been yeah. doing for like eight, almost nine years. Yeah, so it's been a second. Um, that's cool. So and so you were in marching band a lot in high school, right? Yeah, man, that was like my life. Cool. So uh, I always always look for. And a few years ago, I worked at a church in Springfield, Tennessee, and um, the band director of a local high school actually went to our church and he needed like a drumline tech and I was like bro yes <laughs> so I actually got to work with a drumline um and I'm actually looking to do that if anyone's listening and uh once you know you need a drumline tech for your local marching band oh yes I'd love to do that there's uh, a couple of them around I hear yeah but I uh saying that to say like it's still in my blood you know um I love marching band I love the shows I love uh the uh the competitions and just you know the tradition of it all, the discipline of it all. Um, but man, I had, I had like the best band director and the best instructor. Man, his name was Edward Freitag, and uh, he's still. Um, I, w- I want to say Eagleville High School, but he may have just left. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, I'm so sorry to. I've heard. I've heard about. Well, I've heard, I've know. I know plenty of people who are like involved in band at like Laverne and stuff. Yeah, dude. Um, and I've heard like incredible things about that yeah his legacy at Laverne high school um it's unmatched man like he took it to a whole new level there yeah and it's kind of just what he's known for it's what he does is because he did it back in the day at cleveland high school in cleveland tennessee and um he just takes bands and makes them good And, and it's so inspiring man and like so much stuff that um like so many positive things hopefully right that people would see as yeah. uh characteristics of me in my life I can attribute to what I learned from him um but yeah man he he taught me uh if you're if you're a drummer out there listening bro if you if you learn rudiments and how to play with a click track and then you learn stylistically how to play latin and jazz you can kind of play anything yeah. you know once you go from there it's just a matter of playing in the pocket so he really really hammered me on um learning how to play latin and jazz authentically and man i did that for a long time and that was um you know i uh in high school uh you know it's it's literally what i I lived for was to be the best or whatever you know and uh yeah man i was gonna go to school for it and i was at ut knoxville and was gonna get a degree in jazz and studio performance with their um Man, the drum professor out there, Keith Brown, he's incredible. He was actually Edward Freitag's professor oh, wow. <laughs> back in the day. So I've, was like, I've heard I've heard of him also. Dude, yeah. He's had a lot of friends in like drumline and like band yeah. stuff all the time. So Yeah, man. He the it's it's just crazy how many like generations. It's like getting into third and fourth generation yeah. of legacy for those dudes. And um and they but they kind of do the same thing that I kind of see myself doing just on a totally different playing field like what mattered to me the most uh was not that he cared about making me a great drummer that was i mean that was awesome but man he he invested in my life he he wanted he wanted best for me in in my life and that included like did he gotten in my business about relationships and uh personal choices and you know what i'm saying like things that you wouldn't normally think a band director would uh connected you on like man he was in the trenches with me and uh, and I really, really appreciated that. And I never never told him enough and still haven't, and I probably should, you know, just how much yeah. I appreciated, like, literally how much he invested in me. And the prized possession, I own a ride symbol that um, that he used uh, on a gig with Dizzy Gillespie. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. And he gave it to me when I graduated. And I still have it. That I, I never use it because I just, I can't imagine, like, what I don't know what would happen if anything happened to it. You know, like, I yeah. <laughs> lose my mind. But Dude, I, w- I, would, I would cry if somebody did that, something yeah. like that. Yeah, so I can't remember. Someone asked me if they could use it, and I was like, no, bro, absolutely not. <laughs> Protect it. Yeah. But, uh, wow. but, yeah, anyway, shout out Mr. Freitag. Yeah. I had a super, like, I I never I never did band. And something I kind of, like, I look back, I'm like, I'm kind of glad I didn't do it, but also I wish that I had, like, that discipline. Yeah. Like, a lot of band kids. Sorry, yeah. I, don't, I, I don't say that in a bad way, but I just, No, no, I get kids. it. Band dorks, uh, yeah. nerds, whatever you want to call us. I was friends with a lot of band kids. Yeah. I love them. Um. Uh, shout out to band kids. Uh, it's here for band kids. <laughs> this um, episode brought to you by band kids. Yes, um, but I had a I had a choir teacher my last two years of high school, and his name is Kevin Brenner. Kevin Brenner is the man, a legend, um, and he just like really I think, as, along with you, just really made me like conscious of like even if like you need to like be practicing like your parts and like what you're doing and make sure that's to the best of your ability, but like. If you don't care about what you're playing, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like we uh I was fortunately asked to be in like a a cappella group called the Madrigals at my uh, high school. And it was like super duper fun and super out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Cuz like I never sing. Um and I did that and it was like all a cappella so I was like I have no idea what's going on. But he just right. we ended up getting to go to like this uh district and state competition, so something that I like never expected to happen in right. within like a semester just flourished and it was super duper cool. But yeah, yeah, man, those, those kind of guys who like poured into your life and he like become like became a friend. Like I still talk to him like weekly and yeah. uh, it's just really, really cool to have those people That's in your awesome, life. So yeah, for uh, sure. and you are definitely one of those. I know to me and to a lot of people that are involved in like the church and stuff oh, man, like that. You. So you, you are very loved by us and cherished. <laughs> That's the only reason I came on here. So you can like lavish me with compliments. Dude, I will. <laughs> and you know, I'll, I, I do it. I will do it off, off the podcast. Uh, no, I know. I love on you. Um, Okay, so that's kind of like your where you're come from. Mm-hmm. Um, so what what about now? Like what I know, what, just tell us about what you're doing musically now. What you've been involved with? Yeah. So I in the past, man, I've done a lot of stuff, um, and none of it's ever really gone anywhere. And I believe, uh, you know, uh, because of my faith, I believe that uh, God has used things to humble me. And um, when I really needed it, I had. A lot of people when I was in high school um, tell me how like arrogant I was, and uh, I fought that a lot because I didn't want to be that way, and I didn't think I was that way. But what I realized is maybe not in all the same ways that they were saying I was arrogant, um, and I was really subtly like prideful. Yeah. And and what I wanted with my life was everyone to praise me, and I knew that that wasn't the ultimate goal of existence according to my belief system and my faith, you know? Um, but I, it was real subtle and I wanted everyone to, uh, I want, man, I wanted to stand in arenas and sing a song and 20,000 people sing my song. Yeah. Right? Or I wanted to play a drum solo and everyone like cheer when I got done or, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. stuff that I guess in and of itself is just kind of fun, but if you're not careful and, and I wasn't, um, you know, it became like that I'm only only care about myself. And so <laughs> one one joke I like to make is that uh you know, I used to want thousands of people to sing my songs and now I consistently lead, you know, two hundred people to sing other people's songs. Yeah. <laughs> but uh I, mean, I, I say that, you know, kinda kinda tongue in cheek, kinda joking, but really I you know, I think there's something to that. I think there's um Man, there's a lot of pride that uh, if I'm not careful, I could let slip into man. Look what I did, or you know, uh, even even in songwriting um, for the church, it's like man, we do a song that I co-wrote with someone, and I'm like, ooh, they loved my song, you know? Yeah. And I think that's a human battle. I don't think that's a that's unique to me or you or anybody else. I think it's all of us, you know. Um, but anyway, back to your original question. Uh, uh, so I've done like metal bands in the past. Shout out to Ernie from cool. episode two, because um, I think I think he was like going to shows and in the scene with the band that I was in. Oh yeah, like, coming to see the band I was in. Yeah, I know so. he's talked about. It. I like I said I've said your name around him. He's like, dude, he was in a really cool band or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> we were not we were not that cool. <laughs> I, I mean I mean I, it was I fun, it. man. Hey, it was fun. And I'm I was listening to that episode and he was like. 
you know, he just liked the amount of passion in it. You know, it's not, not so much the aggression and being angry, but just the passion. And I can agree with that, man. There's just something different about heavier music. It's like you just don't experience you don't experience it with anything else. Yeah. You know? And uh super fun. So he, I think he said like the intensity. Yeah, man. Yeah. And that's that's the thing, like, man, I can you said it about drums, you can just hit them hard. Yeah. And that that was my goal every time I played uh, with this metal band. Um because it started off as the front man, which is a terrible idea. Oh, I wow. don't know why that happened. But uh, but then eventually I became the drummer. And I was like, I'm going to break something every time. Oh, either, wow. either a finger or a cymbal or a drum head or that kid's arm. Or yeah. <laughs> something like something's going to break during the set. Yeah. Um, that's not the smartest way to play drums. Uh, yeah. But it was fun, you know. Um, but, man, over the years, I've, just, I've always written songs. Uh, most of them people have never heard. And uh, it's okay with me. Uh, I think eventually I'd like to put out a record or something. Um, not to not to try to gain fame, but just to say I did it. You know, just yeah. say I finished something. And um, but I, I mean, I've done. I've got a pop project on the side that no one knows about. Oh. It's kind of under a pseudonym. And um, I yeah, I just try to pick up things that again is like one that stretches me. Like you know. Um, I'm not I'm not super knowledgeable on like pop music yeah. and how to create it but man but it feels so dang good. Yeah, like but I put out an EP and like dude, no one's listening to that thing but I put it out, yeah. you know. So um so I've done stuff like that over the years but I've always been a songwriter. Um I really got into uh writing worship songs um for the church and man that's that's one of the most um it's like an honor to do that. You know what I'm saying? And like None of my songs have ever, you know, gone beyond like our local churches. But man, that's a, that's that's okay. You know, that's who you write them for is um, the people you're leading, and you try to hear their stories and and figure out like, man, what what are my people going through? You know, not just me, not just trying to write a hit, but like, man, what are my people walking through right now? And so, um, I worked at a church uh, called Long Hollow, and um, the senior pastor. Uh, while I was there, passed away uh, from, like, this rare form of, of cancer. And, uh, man, out of that, our church wrote songs that really helped us through. Wrote a song called You're Faithful. And, you know, to be able to sing that God is faithful even through a really crazy time, you know. Amen. It was cool. It was super cool. And, um, but, yeah, then I've tried to do, like, a little singer-songwriter stuff. Yeah. One of my huge influences is David Ramirez. The I've, man. Oh, he's so good, yeah, man. Yeah, he is. And uh, we went to that show in Nashville. Yeah, dude, it was it. I I cried at that show. Yeah. I cried way more when I got home. Yeah, I dude. was I was like a mo. I felt like I felt like whoever hurt David hurt me too. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, man. Like I feel like everything. He, like he, like he sings and he like knows me. I'm like, how do you know? Yeah, me? dude. I okay, so I stopped writing for for almost a year. Um. I was let go from a ministry job, and if you've ever been, I don't know if you've ever been fired from anything, but it sucks, man. Like, le- having to leave a place not on your terms is, and it's it's really difficult. And then, you know, you add a bunch of other circumstances on top of it, and, you know, it just gets worse and worse. But um, so one, once that happened to me, uh, I got fired from a church, and um, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say all this stuff. <laughs> but, it's getting uh, said. Uh but man, I just stopped writing, you know. And uh, even after I got, um, even after I got connected to Life Point, uh, I didn't write very much. And then I saw that movie, A Star Is Born. Yeah, dude, that's a good movie. And I, man, it confront. I was confronted with a lot um, because the the character of Bradley Cooper. I wanted that for my life. Yeah. Good, bad, and ugly. You know, because, like, right before he'd walk out on stage, he'd take a shot of something. And then as soon as he'd get off, he'd do some kind of drug and then yeah. hang out with women. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, from a very young age, like, before Christ, I, that's what I wanted for my life, yeah. you know? And so I was confronted with this with this thing of, like, do I still want this? Like, man, that's so sad. And even the way, if you, you've seen that movie, right? Like, even the way it yeah. ended. Yeah. I desired that ending, which is so dark, you know? Yeah. Um, but man, I had to. So I had to confront that. But also, what what it did for me is I went, dude. Can I still write? Do I still have it in me to write songs? 
you know, because I think um, Shallows or whatever, that's that's the one everyone knows. But uh, the one he plays in the club, where it's just like him on a guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's the coolest song in the movie. Yeah, to me. for sure. I was like, dude, can I, can, do, I, do I still have this in me? Do I still have stories to tell? You know, yeah. Things to say. And uh, so I started picking that up recently again, too, just, just writing, um, just see what happens, you know. Yeah, and then man. you guys have actually been gracious enough to, like, let me open a show or two. Yeah, dude. I <laughs> I, I don't know. It's been cool uh, to see, like, you play stuff that you've written. Because, like, I've always heard, like, I've heard songs that you've been involved with, like, worship-wise. Right. But it's just kind of interesting to, like, hear not something that somebody else did, but hear, like, you. Yeah. Like, hear your style. And I think, yeah. like, I definitely think very involved, like, influenced by, like, Dave Ramirez and, like, people like Rustin Kelly and stuff yeah, stuff man. like that. Very, like, storytelling kind of songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It's just been, I, I feel like it's one more way I've gotten to know you better. Or, yeah, like, dude. I feel, I feel, or I, I usually very honored when you do because you usually don't. Like, you're pretty, pretty, like, closed off. Not, like, closed off, but very, like, not willing to, like, you're not telling everybody, like, hey, listen to the song I wrote. Yeah, yeah. And I, just, <laughs> I always feel very honored because, like, uh, yeah. songs are intimate and they're very personal. Yeah. And I feel... I feel very privileged to always well, like whenever so. you whenever you show me something or yeah. hey I've been working on this or hey what do you think of this song or something like that. Yeah. I'm always very thankful for that. So Well man, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that, dude. That's yeah. um I'm mega mega introvert. So yeah. I don't uh also have no idea how to promote myself. I also have identity issues that would make me believe that I shouldn't promote myself. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there's a whole there's a whole mess in 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 what you're saying there. Uh so uh, that means a lot to me. Yeah, Saying absolutely. all that to say, man, that means a lot. Thank you. Yeah, we we are about encouraging on this podcast. <laughs> Seriously, that, it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, I let me love you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, would you would you be willing to play one of a song for us? Yeah, man. Yeah, I think that'd be awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, if you want to start getting situated, I guess. <laughs> um, I know this is a horrible time to talk about this because we're 27 minutes in, and I haven't said anything about this, but I am very very sick right now. So if you hear me hacking or sneezing or coughing in the background, that's why. So I've said it now, but yeah, take it away, man. But 
But I can't take my eyes off of you I ain't ever been much for caring But I can't help but wonder what you do If I so much for, for playing that for us <laughs> thanks man yeah so does that does the song have a name yeah it's called beauty and uh man so after um you know most of my songwriting i grew up in like the heyday of emo <laughs> music and yeah uh that's like a, a secret hidden passion of mine like taking back sunday and all that stuff yeah. like uh i think most most sound checks on Wednesday nights, I sing a Taking Back Sunday song. <laughs> that or U2, which is not exactly emo, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel sad sometimes yeah. listening to U2. With or without you, that's the yeah. most emo U2 Dude, song. That, um, uh, or uh, uh, Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For. Oh, uh, yeah, song. Dude. dude. That song bumps. Me, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> I'm shaking my head. It's just too good. But, uh, uh, but so I usually write like sad songs. Those are easy for me. Um, I think everybody can relate to that. And, um, you know, so after the Stars Born thing, uh, I went home and I wrote a song, and it was the saddest song <laughs> I've ever written. Yeah, uh, it was something I needed to write. Um, it dealt with a lot of issues for me, and um, you know, uh, maybe I'll tell you that story uh, soon enough. But uh, but after writing that one, I was like, man, can I write a sweet love song? You know, <laughs> uh, been married to my wife now almost eight years, and back in the day. Uh, any fight we would have or any whatever, you know, I'd turn that into a sad song, you know. And uh, I was like, man, people need to know that, like, I love her deeply and um, she brings the best out of me. And um, I just want her, I want to write her a song that she'll be proud of and, you know, put a smile on her face every time she hears it. And uh, so, yeah, that's what that's what came out. And um, the first part of it is true. Says, uh, you know, because I've never been on a dance floor, really. I uh, just don't do that. I'm usually the one giving you the beat so you can dance, yeah. you know. I've seen you boogie. <laughs> but it's all it's always a joke, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm always doing something stupid. Yeah, dude, but, you, you, you get down. Uh, but we were at a friend's wedding, and she wanted to dance. And I said, okay. And so that's where the first line came from. Wow. I've never been known for dancing, but you got me on the floor. I've never been good at romancing, so what do you want me out here for? And, um, but yeah, it's just about how she brings the best out of me, man. And I love her very much. And if she's listening to this, babe, love you. Yes. Oh, <laughs> nice. We we love Rebecca. Um, so I, I guess so. Um, what what do you find like spark? Like what? So you talked about that movie kind of influenced that, but maybe yeah. besides that movie, like what what gets you creative? Like what does it listening to something, or is it being somewhere? Is it seeing something, or? It doesn't have to be like one thing, but what's this or give us, what has inspired you in the past? Man, I think, um, I think for me, creative is always like it's always a chase, you know. Like I can't. Some people are are skilled enough, um, you know, to have tricks up their sleeves for writing songs, you know. Uh, and I hope to grow in that. Really, I do. Um, I bought a couple books about it recently about songwriting. And, um, you know, I, I've heard of stories of dudes who get in a room and then, like, if the song isn't coming out fast enough, they'll, they they literally go into their bag and pull out this strand of rope lights that are blue because you turn off all the other lights, put these blue lights on, and apparently blue light helps you be more creative. Or wow. Whatever. Um, I don't have anything like that unless you want to try the blue light trick, uh, well, Kmart. Might have to give it a shot. <laughs> oh, blue light specials. See, uh, see if it works. The blue lights. Uh, I like blue lights, but they've never like helped yeah. me finish a project. You know. Yeah. Um, so I think a couple things for me that really inspire creativity. One is a deadline. 
That, have, that will do it. Dude, if I have a hard deadline uh, that I have to meet, um, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll lose sleep over it, you know, um, which may not be super ideal <laughs> to some people, including myself. But, um, yeah. but man, you know, you'll try things that you've never tried before because, man, this thing doesn't sound right. And I have it's due tomorrow, you know, like, so what am I going to do to make this sound better? And you'll experiment. And I think that that goes into a lot of different areas of life. Deadlines are actually really good for you, um, in my opinion. But, uh, but man, also, um, I, I don't, I don't chase one or the other first. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't chase the lyric and melody or a chord and a song or whatever. You know, it all kind of, for me, has all just always come together organically. A lot of um, nonsense songwriting is what I call it, where I'll uh, I'll just strum my guitar, and I'll like, uh, dude, a great okay, all right, a great example of this is Phil Collins just put out like a like a B sides record, and it's like a bunch of demos. Dude, I've listened to that and I love it. Oh, it's so good! Not only do you get like slightly different versions of songs, you get uh, like wildly different versions. Yeah, you get a couple like that are just you're like that's not what. I know as yeah. that song now, you know. Um, Another day in paradise is yes, the dude. one. It's 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 so, so good. Cool. But there's uh, um, both sides of the story. You know that song by Phil. Collins? Both yeah, yeah. sides of the story, dude. There's a part in the demo where he's got the melody, but he's just like wow, no lyrics. It's just nonsense. But he knows there's something there. He's just chasing it, you yeah. know? And so I, I write in a very similar fashion. Um, this is probably not helpful to anyone at all, but that's just, that's kind of how I've done it, man. It's just um, a, a play, and I'll, I'll just, man, what feels right? What melody feels good? And it could be two notes. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of two and three note melodies. Yeah. Um, so, you know, man, okay, that melody feels good, but I've already got the foundation of this chord progression I really like. And, um but nothing is ever finished before something else, really. Yeah. It all just kind of comes together at the same time. And, cool. Um, I'd say the last step for me is lyrics, uh, just because I, I, um, I love to be as poetic as I can. Um, and sometimes it's, you know, being straightforward and blunt is really good. But, um, you know, as far as, as far as starting that process, it's, man, for me, it's just like super organic. And that's why it doesn't happen very often. <laughs> so I don't have, you know, records out by now but, but that's, yeah that's how it happens for me man wow yeah i've i've found i don't know i'm not like i it's like i'm not a huge i love lyrics and i love listening to people's and reading other people's stuff but i find myself very like it's not easy for me to write lyrics i'm very like i love when people bounce ideas off of me yeah because words like i love i love words and i love what different things can mean like yeah kind of creative like imagery and stuff but i uh I'm not huge in that. I love like instrumental music and stuff like that. And I'm super, get super inspired by like melodies and, you know, stories yeah. that are told without words. Yeah. And and the fact that those can be so open to like what it, what it means to you. Like, yeah, I think I'm a firm believer, man, that, that music is the most powerful thing that human hands can do. Um, and I could totally be wrong in that. And that opinion may change over year, over the years. But like, I think, um, Dude, there's a there's a reason that like music alone with no lyric can bring tears to your eyes. Yeah. You know? And so I'm moved by that too, man. I like uh I want I've always said and I think most people say this and it doesn't really mean anything anymore, but like if I can make you feel something, then I've done my job. It's it's up to you what you feel, you know? Yeah. I can I can give you a, an idea. You know, like you can hear this song that, okay, it's a sad song. Maybe that makes me feel sad. Um, but really, really, hopefully what I, what I hope you take away from something like that is like you're not alone. So maybe there's hope in that, you know. Yeah. But, but anyway, it's just music can make you feel and then lyrics enhance that, you know. So what am I, what am I saying? Also, co-writing is totally different for me. Yeah. That's the process I'm using. Like everything is just kind of organic and, and free flow and then. All of a sudden, I have a song. You know, that's when I'm writing by myself. When I'm writing with other people, um, and this is where, like, man, worship music is so different too. Because you have a story, you have an instant story to tell. You know, yeah. Hey, you're writing a worship song for a church. You go like, okay, what are we trying to say? I'm like, cool. This song, we just want to, we just want to praise God. 
Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Let's talk about all the things we can praise him for. Yeah. You know, and it kind of that kind of puts you in a box. But again, man, um, limits are good. You know, um, but man, I think it's Lionel Richie that years ago when talking about songwriting was like, "Hey, what are you trying to say? Just say that." You know, like so that's it's a good rule of thumb too, man. Don't be afraid to just say stuff, and if it sucks, then you know, say it again. <laughs> you know, figure out a different way to say it. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, creativity is so open. It's like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know really how to explain. How do you put lightning in a bottle, you know? Yeah. Not that I've struck lightning. That sounded arrogant. I didn't mean for it to, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. your creative process, Ben, how do you how do you capture that? And I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, Queen, how do, you, how do you capture their creative process, you know? Yeah. Everyone's slightly different. And I would say every song is slightly different. Not every song is written the same way, you know? Yeah, I think... And that kind of, like, that made me think about it because you said, like, how you initially got into music, like, why you did it. And I and I, I guess I don't say this to be like, ooh, I, that's not why I got into music. But I think the main reason that I got into music, like, I think was mainly for, I was just in love with, like, the fact that I could do anything. Yeah. That, like, there are so many colors, like, I guess I, I like the metaphors, like, so many colors to paint with and you can paint anything you want. And it, like... Yeah it could be the most horrible sounding thing you could ever make and you could still make it if you wanted to. Yeah. Like the fact totally. that there's just so much freedom and you could, you could make something somebody's never heard before. And yeah. I, just, I felt, I fell in love with like the passion and like the art behind it. I think, yeah. um, I just think it was super interesting to, to see like why different people wanted to do music and why, what it like turns into event. And now it's like, I love doing music still that, but like that it brings people together and brings them to, community which yeah. is what we are very about on this yeah, podcast yeah. it's actually in the name did you know that i did okay. i did actually know that um, <laughs> and so we're actually going to transition into so we've been talking a lot about the what but now we're going to talk about the why which is yeah. a lot less concrete stuff now uh, you said it to me before this that you're going to drop something on me yeah I don't, I don't know if you have dropped it no if it's haven't. about to get dropped but no. i think now might be the t- I, I don't know i mean yeah. we, we, we still have definitely have time <laughs> left but i just want to make sure it gets dropped because yeah you, I think I'm excited. Here's what I want to drop ready. on you, man. Okay, I'm ready. Don't don't undermine the significance of what you're doing here. Because I would I would I would argue that creativity and community don't naturally go hand in hand. Okay. Because the life of a creative, uh, by default, I my my opinion is the life of a creative is usually a life of isolation and observation, right? You're introverted, you stand in the corner of the room, you're looking at the world, and then you're going to make something about what you've seen. You're going to write a song, you're going to paint something, you're going to write a book, whatever. Your observations dictate your art almost, you know? Uh, Now, creativity creates community. Yeah. Because, you know, bands have fans. Yep, and that's artists have galleries and you know what I'm saying? Like community is um like art and creativity like bring communities together. But I would say, man, what you're doing is even beyond that and saying that like man, even creatives can be part of a community. Yeah. And um yeah, I, I think that's something super special, man. Because I you know, again, my experience has been, you know, if you're not careful, you think like I create art for them. They have community. I don't, you know. Yeah. Uh, but community, man, I think is something um, is something so much deeper than just being at a place together. You know, I think um, for me, community, and this is stuff I'm learning now, man. Uh, community is, uh, man, it's it's vulnerable and it's honest and it's real and it's not smiles all the time. Yeah. I think if your community is just smiles all the time, then maybe it's not genuine yet. Because, um, man, I, I feel like a lot of relationships, a lot of community is, like, forged in fire, you know? Yeah. Um, we've been through that. We've walked through things together, you know? Yeah. And uh, a lot of you guys, man, the, what solidifies relationships is not, you know, oh, Brad bought me a milkshake. You yeah. know, it's it's something a little harder and um i don't know man i think uh for a long time from i will say this for most of my life uh community probably wasn't super important and i blamed it on my personality 
Yeah. I'm super introverted and people don't believe me, but like I oh gosh. I'm I am an introvert to the core. And I actually did not know that until like really recently. Yeah, dude. And it's I use that as a scapegoat for a lot of things. I still do if I'm you know, if I'm not careful about it. But um, you know, for me, I I didn't want that. I wanted to be alone. You know, because then I could write about being alone. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm part of a community, I can't. I can't yeah. write about being alone anymore. So, here's this great source material that I have <laughs> that I would like. I wouldn't have thrown away. But, yeah. um, but man, as far as community goes, uh, a lot of what I'm learning in my personal life is that, um, you know, it, it, I'll get to how they tie together in just a second. I'm okay. J- I'm just rambling. I'm sorry. I, but, I, I believe you. But, uh, you know. I, society and even the church bro would tell you that who you are alone like when you're by yourself behind closed doors that's who you really are that's the true you yeah and i would argue the opposite man i would argue the opposite in that um you know your your worst self can come out in those moments when you're alone right and uh again i'm using my faith as a as a foundation here but uh, when god created the earth he said the only thing that wasn't good was that man should be alone and so it says he created woman you know and uh i believe that community is what humans need you know like we are we are created to live life together yeah and so much of our existence is based on like setting up comfort and everything for me that we've lost community. We think community is Facebook and it's not, you know, come join our online community. It's like, man, I don't hate social media. Don't hear me wrong. But like you cannot be connected deeply without being with people. There's just something tangible about it, you know? Anyway, rant over. (laughs) Okay. Uh, But, how how they go hand in hand for me, creativity and community is obviously, uh, you know, art is uh, is designed to bring people together, you know? Yeah. And um, for a long time, I just used that to, um, you know, try to give people a show or whatever, and then I'd be gone, you know? But um, for me, man, I want to experience uh, these things with you. Yeah. You know, I want to experience... Um, even and it's a little different for me. I'm not. I don't get to do concerts or performances or anything like that. You know, uh, very rare. Uh, like I say, you guys have let me like acoustic open up for you a couple yeah. times. But even even in those moments, man, it's like I want to be with you and I want to feel with you in this. I want yeah. You know, like I want us to to make eye contact. I want us to like I want to hear your stories. I want to, you know all that stuff. But um, mainly, what I do with leading worship at a church, man, it's I, I want. Um, I don't want to be the dude on a on a platform telling you how to live your life, you know. Yeah. Really, what I want to do is I want to break down that wall and I want to tell you that I've been struggling with that same thing you've been struggling with, and that I'm not perfect and I don't expect you to be perfect. But God has forgiven you and He's forgiven me, yeah. So we have a reason to sing, you know, and um, just encourage people, you know, like we we have a lot, we have enough hate in this world to go around tenfold you know but yeah um my my story uh personally and the faith i have is one of hope and one of peace and one of joy and love and uh man that's the things i want to be about and i think in community um that's where we experience the closest thing to the fullness of those things that we can yeah you know? yeah i think yeah it's always really really interesting to me to like experience because i think I think it's something I took for granted. Like, I don't know. I just, I would like hang out with my friends or whatever, but it's not something I would actually like consciously think about. But I think um, definitely recently, something God's like really laid on my heart to, to be a part of like, be with people. Um, Cause we talk about so much like being around, like doing things with other people, but we never focus on like what it means to like be with people, I yeah. guess. Um, I think that really started and just really quick thing. Like I think it started for me, Basically, I was in art class, and we were given a group, and there's uh, 18 of us, and we were given uh, a project where we all had to do one giant piece of artwork together, and we had to each incorporate our own style and learn how to like blend it with the next person, mm. which really taught me a lot. It's like, doesn't mean community doesn't only mean being with other people, 
it's learning where's the middle ground between us what do you think what do i think yeah. and how can we find commonalities between us it's not because if i was just with you and i would just like i'm only set in my ways and i never talked to you about anything you wanted to that, that's not yep. community but like that that process of like because for me i was sandwiched in between two people with wildly different art styles than me yeah. and i was like okay i don't know how we find a middle ground with this but we got to work and it was hard yeah and there was like there was some like arguing about it like okay what if we did this what if we did this and it's just yeah. like i'm not saying like the tension is a good thing but like getting in the weeds and like toughing it out and like I think that is what's really, really beautiful about community. It's like, it's human. Yeah. It's like super, I don't know. I I don't know another word to say it, but it's like, I don't know if visceral is the right word, but like, I hear that thrown around talking about humanity or whatever. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I, I should probably know what that says before I start <laughs> using it. But I just think it's really like, it's raw and it's honest. Yeah. And like, I think people are like, oh man, we're fighting. That's bad. I don't think necessarily like fighting is bad. Nope. I think, I think what we, what we do in our fighting can be bad. Yeah. But I think disagreeing is good um, because I think that lets us know more about each other. But, like, just reminds us that, like, it's not always good 100% of the time. You yeah, know what I mean? For sure. Like, there, there are hard times, and it's how we come out of those hard times. Absolutely. And what we man. do within those hard times that, like, really defines us as humans, which I know that's, like, super off the deep end. But also, that's personally where I function really, really well. But yeah. also, that's, like, what this podcast is about. Talk yeah, about like, what, but really dive into, like, the why. Yeah, there there are very few things in life that are black and white. I yeah. think everything is in shades of gray. Yeah, and I think community is well, definitely. Every, I can't say everything, but like you know, most, what I'm a lot of things. Yeah, like community is definitely one of those very gray areas where everybody is different. Yeah, and, and that's everybody's okay. like kind of slightly similar but slightly different. Yes, dude. If if the, if the world is filled with eight billion brads, that is a terrible place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. like community is beautiful because it's different than me yeah you know and that pushes me and that and it pushes everyone else too that's the thing it's not just like everyone else needs to be how they are and you got to grow so no you all have to grow together yeah and you grow and again for for me love joy peace patience kindness goodness gentleness faithfulness self-control like you grow in those things together you know and like it's so funny that uh, I heard someone explain it this way. He's like, man, I, I believe part of communities, I should be able to be annoyed with your kids and you know it and are okay with it. And you should be able to be annoyed with my kids and I know it and I'm okay with it. Yeah. And we're still going to go grab a cheeseburger later. You yeah. know, <laughs> like it's okay. Yeah, definitely. It's okay. Like people can be annoyed with one another, but it's how you get through that. Just yeah. like, exactly like you were just saying, man. It's like um, I have another friend who he doesn't trust you until you argue with him. Okay. And I'm not. I'm not advocating for that either, but okay. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? Like you gotta, yeah. You gotta get in the dirt a little bit. You gotta, yeah. Get your yeah. hands dirty and and see see what happens. Yeah, and I like, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily say this because I think I think trauma is a real thing. I think uh-huh. it's very serious, and the people who go through that, like, like it's a real thing. And yeah. I don't ever want to call this tr- like call things trauma to like diminish that, but I think. I don't know. People always say if you have like shared trauma, you become really close. Yeah. I think even shared disagreements. Like if you can come out of that and be fine, you are only closer every time you disagree. Yep. Which is why you and me fight. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> you and me fight a little bit. Not a lot. Or I'm not going to say fight. We definitely disagree, but like. Yeah. We're but also more. I'm learning more and more that I get to know you, how similar we are. Yeah, man. And that, but that, that's what I'm saying. We've grown. We grow together. Yeah. Like, and our, our relationship is, is gone from leader student to friends you yeah. know what i'm saying like it's absolutely i don't know people uh and politics is so divisive nowadays so like if you're if your friend if your community is only republican or only democrat yeah. you're wrong bro yeah you're just wrong like yeah. get get involved with people who think differently than you it's good for you yeah. you never have to agree yeah you know what i'm saying like you never have to agree that's okay but you yeah. can still love and respect people in the midst of that and, absolutely and grow together you know anyway yeah, I'm just always <laughs> I'm so fascinated by um just like things that are different from me. And I that's like really oh I want to see things that are different from me, but just like seeing a world that God has created so radically diverse is yeah. so is so interesting to me. And just like here like I love getting on the explore stuff on like Spotify or like whatever, like just scrolling like do some like art thing on Instagram, just seeing stuff. And even that stuff like shocks me or scares me yeah. or makes me uncomfortable. It's like that I would rather be able to feel that than feel comfortable all the time. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather be introduced to new stuff every day. Yeah. Because that's only like widening the palette, I guess. Yeah. And so I, I guess circling back around to to 
the point of your show, man. I, yeah. For for me, um, like I loved hearing how Ernie, like man, their creativity is like making the community. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm on in in my job. I'm kind of on the flip side. You know, like my community really dictates my creativity. Yeah. And I think that's good too. You know. Absolutely. Um, and so I, yeah, man, community is it's it's so funny that man, you guys started this podcast and. Two weeks before you started it, um, me and me and a friend were talking about like, man, what is community? Because yeah. we we want to say we're in community, but no one's actually in it. All know? right, we need to get both of y'all on the podcast <laughs> now. Call <laughs> them out right That'd now. That'd be a three-hour episode. Oh, bro. dude, this the special edition. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, man, I don't know. This community, this this podcast started on a whim and yeah. happened in like two days, and I'm just, I don't know. I I firmly believe incredible things can come out of nowhere. And yeah. I'm very, very excited about it. But man, in these last couple minutes, um, so I don't I don't know if there's anything that you personally want to promote, but even tell us something, what's going on with you, or like what do you have music to listen to, or if not, something new. Uh tell us something people should listen to. That it doesn't have to be yours. Yeah. Um I don't have anything released. I have a, a synth pop EP release, uh, but I'm not gonna tell you what that is. Yeah. <laughs> uh so I don't have any music uh, for me to listen to, but man, I would, I would encourage everyone to go listen to the album "A Dying Star" by Rustin Kelly. That album is so I've listened to that, and it is one of my favorite. It's like this sure. weird amalgam middle ground of like, like it's kind of country, but it's not. Yeah, it's like singer songwriter country. He emo called pop. it. He called it dirt emo. Did you see that? Yeah. Well, he's yeah. He, yeah, has, the, he has that. He has that like uh, EP or something yeah. like dirt emo volume, something like that. Yeah, and that's brilliant. That's super good too. But yeah. a, a dying star. Um, you know, I I just think, uh, if you if you like music that you can feel, uh, and you like singer songwriter stuff, that's the one I yeah. would listen to. Uh, to make one recommendation. Cool. Uh, and we're I mean. Where can people find you? Like on Twitter, do you want people to find yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, uh, where, where where are you? I, I'm all the, weird about that, but yeah, no, yeah. all the socials. The Brad Beal, uh, and that's a funny story. Okay, uh, so I it used to be just at Brad Beal, which okay. is what I wanted. Uh, there's are there a lot of Brad Beals? Uh, well, <laughs> there wasn't, but then that basketball player. Uh, took oh, off. and uh, but oh. then. Then I, I, I was in a metal band and I changed my name, my like social handles to match the band or whatever. Yeah. And uh, uh, when I wanted to go back to just Brad Beal, it was taken, and I, my friend changed his name to like the David whatever, and I was like, yeah. oh, oh, you're the David, like, ooh, no one oh, else but yes. you. Uh, but I didn't want my handle to have any numbers in it. Okay. Or symbols. Yeah. I just wanted to be words, so I wound up after just making fun of my friend, changing it to the Brad Beal. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, that that way, I just you know, it's not the other Brad Beal that I know. I just know it's like it's the yeah. the official Brad. Beal. Yeah, the like, I'm not like verified or anything, but I am the. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you dude, you don't need Instagram to verify you. You verified yourself. Come on, I'm um, verified in Christ. Yes. Um, but yeah, so uh, but dude, thank you so much for being on the podcast. You were definitely one of the people I was very very excited to to talk to, just because. I, I always enjoy how thoughtful you are. So thank you so much for being, Man, dude, being with us. Thank you for having and, me. This is awesome. I love this out. show. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Uh, also, you have a podcast called The Burrito Hour that you should <laughs> definitely listen to. <laughs> it's with, uh, oh, actually, yeah. honestly, two of my best friends in the same podcast. So like, yeah. it's I've, I've, I pretty much live the podcast. Like I like <laughs> everything I've heard. It's just it feels like normal. It's just everyday life. But man. it's called The Burrito Hour, and you should definitely listen to it. They <laughs> eat burritos. They talk about it. I might be making an appearance soon. Uh, maybe. There's no might. There's a definite. Okay, we definitely, dude. We need to do the Creative Community Burrito Podcast. One dude, I'm in. I it'll, am it'll, in. It'll, it, that will be a special episode. It'll be uh, a day long. I'm just kidding. Not a day long. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you can find us on. Uh, it's at the Creative Community Podcast on Instagram. We don't have a Twitter yet. We're just trying to feel that out. Twitter's weird with how long you can make things. Um, so we're just working that out. Uh, if you just search the Creative Community Podcast on Facebook, you can find us there. Um, if you are interested in being on the podcast or know somebody who should be on the podcast, or if you just want to talk to us, tell us what you think. If you want to yell at us, be upset at us, um, we you can message us on any of those. Uh, we will respond. Um, we are currently on Spotify and a couple other uh, streaming platforms. Um, we are working on becoming part of Apple Podcasts. We run into a couple technical difficulties, but bear with us. Uh, 
the Apple the Apple people with the Apple Podcast will get their podcast soon. So um, that's pretty much it for today. Uh, this has been episode three with Brad Beal. Um, and next week we are going to have another guest. I'm not going to say because I don't we haven't confirmed yet, but it'll happen. So just be watching um, our social medias for all of that. So thank you guys so much for hanging out with us, and thank you Brad for for hanging out with us as well. Yeah, man. Thank you. All right, y'all have a great rest of your Thursday and a great weekend.